Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the uh, Red Sox Precap Podcast, uh, where we, you know, review the last series with the Red Sox and then just preview the next um, kind of series here. Uh, obviously, this is not Keaton. Um, this is uh, Shelly Burstraight, who is just totally filling in for Keaton while he's on va- vacation. And he really, honestly, he picked a really good time to take a vacay. Um, because the Red Sox have just turned into a dumpster fire. Um, but, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have Matt Collins here, our, you know, our guru over here at Over the Monster <laughs> to kind of fill in for Keaton. So, hey, Matt, how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Everything outside of uh, Red Sox stuff, at least. I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally feel the same. Um yeah, the Red Sox have really just um, uh, sadly turned into a dumpster fire. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any other way to say it. I mean, they, <laughs> this series, there was a little moment where it looked good, but yeah, um, especially that first game was just more of the same, more heartbreak. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know what else to say at this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll kind of like totally dig into like this first series against the Rays and then, you know, preview our series against the Orioles. Um, so in the first game, uh, we had Eduardo Rodriguez going against Luis Patino, which I thought, me personally, I thought it was a pretty good matchup. Um, I thought that Erod could like really handle it, and he did. However, we still lost the game. We, uh, you know, we lost eight to four. Um, Erod looked good in about five and a third inning. Went about. You know, he had eight strikeouts, only one walk, two odd runs. Look good. However, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We still lost. Um, again, Matt, what were your thoughts about Erod in this outing? Were you encouraged? Because he, you know, he has struggled, like, in the beginning of the season. He has looked good recently. What are your thoughts about Erod in this outing? Yeah, I mean, I think this was definitely one of the better, one of his better starts, especially, he said he's been trending in the right direction in the second half, and he mostly has, um, and even this time around, he only went five and a third, but his pitch count wasn't super high, so it wasn't a matter of really being inefficient, but just close game and matchups, that's why he got taken out, but um, yeah, I mean, he had his command working, I think, as well as we've seen really all season, probably even since the All-Star break during these um, strong outings, this is as strong as we've seen that command. So he's one of the most important players down the stretch. If there's one takeaway you want to, I guess, take away from the series, it would be the starting pitchers really in all three games. But here, especially with Rodriguez, um, if he can be something like he was in the back half of that 2019 season, and that's kind of what he looked like in this outing, it does improve the rotation, of course, the bullpen in this game kind of made it meaningless, but just looking specifically at Rodriguez, um, that was definitely a positive from this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I really did like uh, seeing Erod going up against the Rays. He looked he looked good. Um, and then knowing that he's going to be going up against um, the Orioles next week, I, I feel really fine. Um, however, however... Um, you know, Garrett Wigglock, he has been just a godsend in the bullpen this entire year. But he, sadly, he coughed it up this year. Uh, well, coughed it up this game. 
Uh, you know, he gave up two earned runs in about one and two-thirds innings. And then, sadly, I mean, I hate to bring this up with you, Matt. Uh, Matt Burns, uh, he hasn't really looked himself recently. Um, four earned runs. He blew the game. Um, he has a 21 earned run average this this you know this month which again like it's a you know you have to take like when you look at the era from a reliever you have to take it with a grain of salt but uh what are your thoughts about again like i'm not concerned about either of them but what are your thoughts especially about matt barnes um but do you think this is just kind of just a bad game for both uh i mean it's definitely a bad, I mean, I wouldn't be expecting this kind of thing, especially from Whitlock. It just seems like he was due for one of these games. Um, he was approaching things a little bit weirdly, especially in his first inning where most of the damage happened. He was really throwing only fastballs, which that's he doesn't have that kind of fastball. So I don't know if he just didn't have a feel for the changeup in the first inning or what that was. But that just seemed like a fluky bad outing at the worst possible time. Um Barnes, I think I'm a little more concerned with just because, I mean, like you said, this isn't really a new thing. It's really not even just August. He kind of had a, um, a little bit of a tough time in July, too. He really wasn't missing as many bats. He's striking guys out now, but he's also giving up a ton of hard contact. So uh, he's the guy that really worries me. Um, he's been such a big reason for why they've gotten this far that it's hard to really be too upset about it but at the same time if they're gonna have any chance at kind of hanging around down the stretch and staying in the playoff race they're gonna need him in the late innings to figure it out so um he's really gonna figure out how to command that fastball and if he can build off that then he'll be okay but it really hasn't looked the same for the last six weeks now yeah yeah i yeah, I agree. And then just kind of like taking taking a look at the offensive side, um, you know, that we didn't really get a lot of things going. Uh, but there's there's one guy that I'm a little bit kind of um, concerned about, uh, Christian Vasquez. Uh, I mean, you know, he had a, the last couple of seasons. He's looked like really good, both behind the plate and at the dish, right? Um, but this season, like, he has just really, just really scuffled. Do you think that we maybe should see uh, uh, Plowecki a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the plan. I think um, I mean, Cora all but said that Plowecki was going to be starting a lot more, especially against lefties. Um, they're going to lose a little bit defensively, but with the way the offense is going right now, they kind of need Plowecki's bat in the lineup, so... Um, I think they're probably just going to ride the hut hand the rest of the way. If Plowecki starts to get cold, they'll give Vasquez another chance, and that's probably the best model right now because yeah, Vasquez doesn't look like he did. Um, he doesn't look like he did the last couple of years, and this is a conversation for another day for sure. But he's got a team option coming up, and it'll it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with Vasquez long term. But just for the rest of the year, I would definitely expect Plowecki to get at least half the starts, if not more than that. I mean, I, 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 I'd love to hear that. Uh, Ploiecki has just been just like a really good, just kind of just spark plug to the team. Um, but we're going to go to the second game here. Uh, this was an absolute blowout. Um, I did not expect this. Um, where were all these runs like about like <laughs> with like, the past like one and a half, two weeks? Um, but yeah, so we, uh, it was Eobaldi versus uh, Fleming. 
Um, we won uh, 20 to 8, which was just ridiculous. Um, basically, everyone in the starting lineup had a hit in the game. Um, uh, Renfro, Bogarts, and Dahlbeck had four RBI nights. Um, what... When I look at this game, I could just totally tell that the Rays pitching just did not have it, and, you know, the Red Sox feasted. What did you take away from this game? Did you take any positive things away from this game, or was this just the Red Sox, I mean, the um, the Rays just kind of just blowing it here? I mean, at the time, it certainly felt like, the Red Sox offense kind of finally woke up. They, It seemed like they might have been angry about the way things have going, the way they've been going. I mean, they started the game with three straight doubles, and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the way, and it really did feel like this was this was the breakout game. The offense was going to get back to normal. Um, in hindsight, knowing what happened the next day, obviously that wasn't the case. But at the time, that was sort of my feeling, and... I mean, again, similar vein to what we were talking about with Rodriguez and how important he is down the stretch. Valdi is at least as important, arguably more important, depending on who you think is better true talent-wise. But he had one of the best starts any Red Sox pitcher has had all season. Struck out 10 in seven innings, only gave up one run. I mean, it really felt like... I mean, they were firing on all cylinders, except for Phillips Valdez at the end of the game, but they, it really felt like the turning point. And again, in hindsight... We know that wasn't the case, but that's that's kind of what the feeling was during the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I totally felt the same way. And then Eovaldi, like, he was just, just, oh, it was like the prime Eovaldi that we have seen previously, but the last couple starts, we haven't really seen it. You know, he went seven innings, ten strikeouts, only one walk, one earned run. Um, his next matchup um, is against the Yankees in New York. Do you think that he can kind of build on this start against the Rays? Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. He's been he had those couple bad starts more recently, but for the course of the year, he's been the consistent guy in this rotation. Everybody else has had their ups and downs, and he's had help along the way from different guys. But he's been the guy. Obviously, Chris Sale coming back is going to change that, but he's. As long as he's throwing strikes, which he has been for most of the season, he's generally pretty good. So, um, I mean, the Yankees' lineup is obviously tough. I'm certainly not saying he's guaranteed to go out there and shut them down, but there's there's not a ton of reason to be worried about Evaldi, especially relative to pretty much everybody else on the roster. Yeah, I agree. Um, this outing was just, it was great. Um, but then we come to uh, the last matchup against the Rays. Uh, we had Tanner Houck, which it was you know great to see him back in the rotation. Um, basically against a, a bullpen game for the Rays. Um, Houck went five innings with eight strikeouts, um, but also gave up like the three earned runs. And I mean, I've always thought, sadly, that Tanner Houck is probably a reliever. Do you think that he is just a glorified reliever at this point, or do you think that he is actually a starter? Yeah, I mean, I've gone back and forth on this one a few times. I think we saw the cases for both in this game. Um, 
the key the key for him to sticking in the rotation is pretty much everybody's pointed out for a few years now is finding that off-speed pitch and he's working on the splitter right now and for the first few innings of this game he threw more than I think I can remember throwing in an outing um and at least more effective ones it looked as good as it has so that made it look like he could start and he got through five innings with one run and then came out for the sixth and that was another concern with how because that he fades as the game goes on and he just had nothing in that sixth inning so um I think he's probably a reliever as well I think he could be a very good one um definitely a late inning arm for um a playoff type team and I'm, I wouldn't close the door on him starting if I was running the Red Sox I certainly would let him keep starting but as we get into next year if that splitter is not still there I think he does ultimately end up in the bullpen yeah I mean I totally agree with you um um, and then, you know, coming in, um, Hansel Robles, um, this, you know, trade deadline deal that we had uh, with Twins, you know, we, we traded for him. Um, he has not looked good, um, like, at all. He gave up three walks in, his, in, this, in this game. Um, and prior to the start, he had a 13.5 ERA and a 2.7 whip. <laughs> you know, with his new with his new team, um, what on earth do we do with Hansel Robles? And I mean, I know that we traded for the guy, but wow, he is really bad. Yeah, the thing the thing that's really stuck out for me with him is that I I can see the talent. I mean, he's had some seasons over the last like five years or so where he looks like a really good late inning arm but he really seems to let when he starts to struggle it always seems to snowball and he's kind of seems to get phased on the mound and in this game he didn't just have the three walks he also came he also had the bases loaded and balked um which really kind of started the momentum for the Rays, and they never really looked back um he's just i i think the problem is that he gets in his own head or I don't know what it is, but he's definitely seems phased when things start to go wrong and it just snowballs from there. And yeah, at this point he's basically just a mop up guy, which is not what you want from a deadline acquisition. Same with Austin Davis, who also came into this game and gave up two runs, uh, gave up more runs than outs he recorded. So both of those guys are just looking like mop up guys and they already, the Red Sox already had plenty of those. So it's, it's definitely not encouraging to see him in games at this point. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, when Hansel Rubles comes in, like, I see him come on my TV, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I will just kind of, like, walk away for a bit. Like, that was not going to go well. Um, but um, just kind of looking at AAA, Yara Munoz and Carlos Seabold, um, I mean, they've kind of performed really well. Uh, obviously, Seabold is coming back from injury. He's looked pretty good. Yara Munoz, while yes, he's not on the 40 man, but he has just been hitting like game busters. Do you think that either of those two players could possibly find their way to the roster um, relatively soon? I mean, I think Munoz definitely should, although I don't really know that he will, um, but I really don't know. I mean, Munoz is not. Munoz is not as good as his hit streak is making it seem. He's still kind of just like a singles hitter who doesn't really draw walks and doesn't hit for a ton of power. But at the same time, an empty 300 
is better than an empty 200, which is what they're getting from Marwin Gonzalez. They're not really getting anything from Franchi Cordero. Bobby Dalbeck is still struggling. I mean, it's not like they have these incredible options in front of Munoz that they have to stick with. So they really should. I'm not really confident that, that they're going to. I think they're probably going to wait it out for Schwarber. And then Siebold, I'm less less likely to push for Siebold just because I think with how can sail in the rotation I can live for now with uh Evaldi, Rodriguez and Pavetta with them and Seabold's still kind of working his way back from injury when the rosters expand they only get two extra spots this year but when the rosters expand to September I think that would be a time I would probably look for him but Munoz really should be somebody that they should be calling up as soon as this weekend I mean there's so many guys for him to replace yeah I, I definitely agree about the Munoz thing, and um, also with the Seabold, uh, where, you know, give him a little bit of time, call him up in September, let's see where it goes. Um, but yeah, so the Red Sox dropped two out of three um, against the Rays, which is uh, not great. Um, but, you know, we have a, a series coming up against the Orioles, uh, which will sh- surely you know, just just really help everything. Um, so just kind of looking at just the standings here, the Red Sox are 66 and 51. The Orioles are 38 and 74. Um, yeah, I mean, this really should be a pretty easy, quote unquote, easy series, hopefully, uh, to just kind of just dominate. Um, I mean, I don't know. We have this guy called, like, Chris Sale that's coming up on Saturday. <laughs> um, never heard of the guy, but I think that he's, like, really good. Um, but what are your thoughts about the upcoming series? Um, just just kind of looking at it, we have uh, Pavetta, Sale, Rodriguez uh, uh, going up uh, this weekend. How do you feel about these this upcoming series? I mean, this should be a sweep if we're being honest this all considering everything given how bad the Red Sox are playing they should be pretty motivated to just beat up on a terrible team even the Tigers who they played during this bad stretch aren't as bad as uh, some people would think they are but the Orioles are truly terrible Uh, we were talking about it before the show I've never heard of Spencer Watkins who was starting the first game for the Orioles and I follow baseball pretty closely so uh, this should be a sweep I'm expecting two out of three I'm sure they'll drop one of the games which is what it is but if they don't win at least two of these games um, I'm at that point I'm probably thinking that the playoffs might be out of reach this is they need to get the confidence back here in this series (laughs) I mean I totally feel the same way with you um, I honestly think they should sweep the series. Pavetta Sale, especially Sale and Rodriguez, going up against the Orioles. As much as I like that offense, like the offense could be kind of sneaky good. It can be frisky a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But it's like going up against Spencer Watkins, Jorge Lopez, and Keegan Aiken. Come on, guys. If you can't get it going here, I just really just want to pack it in. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's it'll be uh it'll be a tense tense situation amongst Red Sox fans if they don't take at least two of these games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um so who do you think would be the MVP of uh the series against the Sox and Orioles? I mean it's kinda hard not to pick Chris Sale, I think. I mean, just given everything 
Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to go out. I think he's going to deal. I don't know if he's going to go super deep, but I think he's going to be effective for however long they keep him in the game. So um, just given how important he is to the team, I think he'll kind of fire up the team for the whole weekend. So it's hard to it's hard to pick anybody else, I think. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I think that the just having Sale back with the team, I think it's going to just just really fire up everyone. He's going to be that, that spark plug that this team needs. Um, sadly, I mean, I live in Nova, um, so I cannot watch uh, this game because it's blacked out. Yes, it is brutal. Um, I will be tweeting out very just upset <laughs> the entire I'm- time. I'm sure people will be uh, posting videos of pretty much every strikeout, so at least you'll be able to see that. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's gonna kind of take it uh, uh, against the, uh, the the Rays and the Orioles. Uh, but thank you, Bat, um, for just kind of uh, you know kind of going over this uh, precap and recap. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? I know it's pretty much everything at Over the Monster. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just go to overmonster.com and uh, read everything there. Yep, awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that we will be back um, probably on Sunday, maybe to recap the Oriole series in the next upcoming series. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah.